Welcome to At the Table, a play reading series, brought to you by Charging Moose Media. We're releasing a mini season of short 10 to 20 minute pieces produced during self isolation. These readings are being captured using voice memos on smartphones. This week, we're performing Not That Difficult by Dura Leong. Be sure to also listen to our cast and playwright interview episodes to learn more about this piece and the people involved. Now let's meet our cast. Hey, I'm Todd Buonapane, and I'm playing Matthew. Hey, I'm Austin Koo. I'm playing Benny. Late afternoon in a living room with a hardwood floor of a one-bedroom apartment. Almost everything is still packed. The walls are newly painted. Moving boxes are scattered around. An uncovered one is filled with two-inch folders. Matthew is in the kitchen drinking a bottle of beer. Hey, there's one last bottle in the fridge. I'm not going to leave it to you as soon as I finish this one in my hand. No, I'm almost there. Benny enters, carrying huge luggage on his back. I I got it. You should have let the moving guys carry it. I paid them for a reason. It's fine. I'm used to carrying my keyboard. That's really heavy. It's impressive you've been carrying around for years and made a career out of it. Well, my career isn't good enough to keep me in this country. Where's the beer? (laughs) Benny opens the fridge and finds the beer. He fails to open the bottle. Here. Matthew hands Benny his bottle and takes the unopened one. Matthew opens the bottle with his hands effortlessly. Uh, Can I have the full bottle? Sure you can. They exchange bottles. Slow down, you're gonna burp. Benny finishes half of a bottle. That feels nice. Matthew hands Benny a key. Welcome home. Nice place. Do you like it? Yeah, very much. Especially the dark gray walls. Wow, this is indeed wonderful. Thank you, really. To our new home. Cheers. Cheers. You haven't checked out this place yet, right? Sorry, I don't really remember. Uh, No, I, I haven't. Can I? Yeah, yeah, sure you can. Go ahead. Benny puts down his beer and carefully walks around. This is a really nice one bedroom. And in this neighborhood, it must have cost you a lot. Hey, I should pay you rent. How much would you like to charge me? (laughs) Take it easy. I'm not as rich as you are, but I I think I can still pay no more than a thousand a month. Actually, we should also split the moving cost. Do you take cash? Don't worry. No rush. We can talk about that later when we settle in. Um, I bought this place in 2012 when we, the year of the bad economy. And with the discount I got for my job, it really wasn't that expensive. And no one has lived here since you bought it? I mean, yes, your old apartment was also nice, but why didn't you rent this place out? I wanted to preserve it as a reminder. A reminder? When I first walked into this apartment, I could immediately picture my life here. Me, my life partner, maybe a golden retriever running around. Uh, There's a dog park a few blocks away, you know? Oh, and there's this nice Greek restaurant around the corner called Tavern Kappa. They have fantastic lamb chops. Sometimes I just come to this neighborhood to dine there, and then I walk to the street and look up. The sight of this place calms me even with no light from the inside. It's like a reminder telling me that 
happy days are right there, attainable. Wouldn't it be special if my partner is in the same room when I turn on the light for the first time? Dating in the city can be a shit show. That's why I need this. I've been waiting for the first day of the rest of my life, and I have been saving this apartment for that day. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to overwhelm you. I, I was just carried away. Hey, um, how about putting the sofa bed here? You shouldn't have let me move in if this place means so much to you. We're getting married, kiddo. It's... It's different, and... And I'm thankful for that. It's fine. I'm able, willing, and happy to offer. As a friend. Yeah. As a friend. So, my friend, are we ready for the big interview next week? Ouch, next week. Don't worry, it's going to be fine. We've more than enough to show them. Let's see, they're in one of these moving boxes. Matthew downs the bottle and starts to open the other moving boxes. Benny walks to a corner to unpack and set up his keyboard. Ah, found it. Matthew pulls out some framed photos. Where do you want to place them? What's that? They're framed photos of Matthew and Benny together. We were celebrating Obama's victory and re-election. Ah. Well, how about on the wall? I mean, that would be attention-grabbing. I don't know. It's your home. Our home. Yeah, no, I I agree. On the wall would be nice. I'll go get some nails later. It was... uh... Also, our one-year anniversary, right? It was. Sometimes I still tell people that you were my longest relationship so far. (laughs) Don't forget to minus the past tense when you say that to the immigration officials. It's okay if you want to back out. I don't want to force anything. It's the easiest option. I'm sorry I did that to you. Hey, silly. We're already past the apology phase. It was years ago. Sure, we're not best friends, but we still talk. Friendly? From time to time? I just think it's really big of you doing this for me. It's a difficult time. I'm glad you asked me. How's Leo? What about him? Are you two still seeing each other? Matthew, can we please Is he fine with this arrangement? He wanted an out. Oh. Being someone else's husband have never stopped you two before. Ten years. Leo and I were on and off for ten years. We were young and scared back in our country. We couldn't do anything except fooling around at our school's bathroom after dark. One day, his father found out about us, came to school, greeted me with vicious insults. Leo was sent off to America very soon. In his first email to me, he said how he wished I were by his side. And then, of course, I worked very hard to get a full scholarship and enter the same grad school here just to see him again. Yeah, I thought, now that we were both living in this country, we could finally have a real relationship, like holding hands on the street, kissing in front of strangers, having some actual dating activities other than quick sex. And then Leo's family wanted him to marry this American Chinese girl from their rich, powerful friend's family. And Leo needed that marriage to stay here. They got married, and nothing really changed between us. But Leo is still the first boy who said I love you and protected me from the bullies. And he told me to be patient. Soon was the word he used the most when we met in his car. 
I knew I would be the first person in line whenever that seat next to him became available. And then in 2013, that girl was found to have cheated on Leo. Divorce was on the table. And I couldn't wait. No, even before their divorce was filed, I broke up with you to get ready for that seat as soon as I could. But somehow they just stayed married and still nothing really changed between us. Leo and I went on fooling around in his car on a regular basis. When I first realized my time in America was almost up, I told Leo about it. No, not necessarily hoping to get a solution, but merely some comfort. And Leo said, well, maybe this is how it should end. I couldn't figure out why he said that. Maybe he's grown accustomed to this life. And maybe the stakes are too high to leave his wife now. Maybe he got another secret lover. Or maybe he just simply got tired of this needy liability. But I don't want to leave now. I came to this country because he said he wanted me. But I can't leave this country because he doesn't want me anymore. For the first time, I would very much like to do something that is absolutely against his will. Do you know what would be fun? I said to him, haunting you for the rest of your life. You know, we're supposed to share the bedroom. Matthew. That coward doesn't deserve even one tiny drop of your time or energy. You think I didn't know? Ten years. Did you have any idea of how many songs I've written for him or about him? Benny pulls a two-inch folder from the uncovered box and smashes it on the floor. Forty-six. Actually, I started writing because of him. What do I get in return? Have you written anything for me? Or about me? Have you? Can you? Matthew. Just one. One song. The immigration officials would love to hear that. Take it as a piece of commission work. You're a professional songwriter, aren't you? It's not that difficult, right? Matthew grabs a folding chair and hands it to Benny. Benny takes the chair and puts it in front of his keyboard. Then he sits and starts fiddling with some chords. I bought this place for us. I was going to surprise you. Do you remember how we met? Your friend, my... Former colleague Sarah introduced us to each other because we were the only two gay men she knew, and she said you were totally a catch. At first, I laughed off that idea, but the joke was on me. You caught my attention as soon as you walked in, and not because you tripped yourself and fell over. And for weeks after I'd been praying and praying, trying to become that lucky schmuck who could get to take your hand, like everyone else, I thought you were funny, talented, bright, optimistic. Optimistic. Only after our breakup, Sarah told me about Leo. I could finally understand the meaning of the random melancholy in your eyes. You are the most fascinating human being I have ever met. You are stubborn, sensitive, delicate, and deeply locked in the past. Every time you accidentally showed how your heart hurts, but still chose not to leave him. 
I thought to myself, well, if Benny can do that, so can I. And not like Leo, I can actually take care of him. Matthew, please stop. Then over a Tuesday night dinner, he asked me if I could marry you. Not exactly like the way I had been picturing it in my head, but I took it. The next morning, I skipped a work meeting and I came to this street. I stood there and I looked up for, I don't even remember how long. It started to snow. I tried very hard to list all the pros and cons in my head, but the only thing I could think of was, Benny needs me. I don't care if you're going to let go of Leo at all. You're addicted to him. I know that feeling. I can't do this. Sure you can. You just need some inspiration. Maybe you can find something in here and adapt it. Hey, <laughs> look at the time. The, the hardware store is almost closed. I will leave you alone and go get some nails for the photos. And lamb chops for dinner? Okay. Matthew starts heading out and pauses at the door. He turns on the light. He turns around and takes another look at Benny before leaving. Benny opens the folders, flips the pages, and starts playing the music he wrote for Leo. light flicks. Benny notices. He stops playing and stands up. End of play. At the Table, a play reading series is produced by Charging Moose Media. Our artistic director and senior producer is Rachel Flynn. Editor is Ned Donovan. Associate producer is Megan Bagala. Music this week is by Marcus Thorne Bagala and Galaxy Productions. Special thanks to our playwright Dura Leong and our cast Austin Koo and Todd Buonapane. Be sure to tune in to our cast interview and playwright interview episodes where you can learn more about the team behind this piece. You can find us on social media at At The Table Plays. Please connect with us. See you next time. <laughs>